0: quick producer's note before we get into this episode something happened with Isaac's recording while we were recording this and ended up making like half of his audio really really like in slow motion when I first started playing it I was laughing so hard so what I'm gonna do is for the intro of this episode I'm gonna play his introduction as I first heard it okay here we go Three, two. In this episode, we're discussing
1: the landmark Netflix crime thriller (laughs) set in the heart of flyover country, Missouri, USA, Ozark. Joining me is producer Walter. Hey, Isaac. Walter. Hey. What's up?
0: Not much. (laughs) All right, let's get into it for real this time.
1: I'm Isaac Sims, and welcome to Flyover Film Country, a podcast about places oft forgotten by Hollywood. In this episode, we're discussing the landmark Netflix crime thriller set in the heart of Flyover Country, aka Missouri, USA, Ozark.
0: That was Walter Lyle. Walter, what's up? I made decaf coffee tonight, and I experimented by putting apple pie spice in it, like to see how it is. And it is not is good. Like a it's that's like a syrup no no like i like it's, it's like a like a spice yeah it's like a spice you can buy the spice aisle like at walmart it's like i think it's like a combination of like different spices you probably have like nutmeg cinnamon and maybe like a couple other things but i thought it would be good in coffee and full. yeah why did you think that it is not good so <laughs> but i made it and i had to finish it so. so you're you like you drink decaf but you don't drink caffeinated i can't do caffeine it makes my anxiety just go i feel like i'm on like hard drugs when i drink like Makes normal coffee but i like but i like coffee yeah so i drink decaf well speaking of hard drugs like hey that was a
1: good segue that was a good segue
0: oh, not that this man. not that we have to go
1: directly into it
0: do you have no, decaf yeah. coffee every night no i made i made my wife coffee uh right before like she's going to it's for those of you who are listening it's we're recording kind of late at night and so i think yep. are both of our wives in bed right now Um, no, not together. Uh, Mine
1: at our uh, own houses. (laughs) Let me be clear. (laughs) Let me let me make sure this is known. (laughs) Mine, I think, is up with our daughter, Mm. our cute chubby little four-week-old daughter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how's that going?
1: Great, great. She's so cute. She literally. I was watching Better Call Saul. Um, a series. I think we may do a podcast on at some point. Um. I watched like literally four episodes and she just slept on my chest the whole time. Nice. She was like full and happy and wheezing. Like when babies have little grunts. Dude. Like, oh my gosh. I know. It, like in cartoons of like characters sleeping, that's what babies sleep. That's like. what that's, what that's super they, cute.
0: The inspiration is real life babies. Yeah. Mm hmm. Do yeah. It, yep. In the manliest way possible. It melts my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can make a crow man cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, what were we talking about? I kind of got
1: I, well Ozark, I, but it started with the oh, decaf yeah. coffee. It did. I it really did. like decaf coffee, but I've also gotten to the point where I like grind my own beans, and that's what Morgan does too. Yeah, really, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I keep our the you know the grinder filled with caffeinated beans so that I can just like grind them in the morning because I usually right. have two cups before I go to work, and I don't want to like dump out my caffeinated beans and then put decaf beans in then grind it that's just a makeup. waste yeah well it's not a waste but it's just a it's
0: a whole thing you know yeah yeah it's
1: true a whole process yeah
0: yeah i wish i wish i liked coffee cuz it's much easier to get a hold of like good normal caffeinated coffee but i just i can't do it wish i yeah. could it makes me sad i feel like
1: i feel like you'd, god knew you'd be too
0: powerful if you were god you, god knew i'd be too caffeine. powerful if i could function with, <laughs> with coffee So yes. he gave me debilitating Precisely. anxiety yeah imagine
1: <laughs> well imagine what you would be like on heroin dude like on some of the uh some
0: of the snell's heroin yeah be I, pretty wild in like the sin the very sinful f- flesh part of me same as when i watched breaking bad like when i watched breaking bad i'm like I know this is not the point of the show, but I really want to try that blue math. <laughs> like, 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 how good is it really? Or he's like building an empire off of it, you know? Our, so like...
1: So, yeah, in our, in our last episode, we uh, Olivia and I joked um, in Reservation Dogs about how we're like just stepping, like pivoting hard away from Marvel because we're so mm-hmm. sick of the right. onslaught. And... um, <laughs> But it reminds me of... This like mashup because you do you watched breaking bad oh yeah 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 so you like when uh tuco grinds <laughs> up the blue meth and then somebody somebody and then the thanos and he like is whipping his <laughs> whipping his ass it's, he's like tight 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 but Dude. he's
0: grinding up the infinity stones i don't oh, know my... it's yeah that made me i saw one yesterday i think somebody Not because it's not because it's thanos
1: or marvel but because it's because
0: Duco it's Tuco. like yeah 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 i saw i saw one yesterday somebody edited in uh like the really intense driving scene from walter white but like on everything rainbow, on rainbow road. on rainbow road from mario kart <laughs> and it made me think, like it made me laugh really hard but also i mean i'm like wait why is like like breaking bad has re-entered the zeitgeist in popular culture but as a meme like over the past like i'd say probably like year or so like yeah, like it's become much. I don't know why. Like, I have no explanation for that. Um, you know,
1: well, in in associated, but um, Bob Odenkirk and Saul Goodman slash Jimmy McGill is as well. And part of it's because Breaking or uh, Better Call Saul is ending right now, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. it ended. Um, too much fanfare, and uh, again, would love to cover Better Call Saul in the future. Mm-hmm. But it kind of it kind of goes to show, man. Like, not a, not as many memes about Ozark. Like you have, you have right. of, of uh, Jason Bateman looking over and saying the fuck you are about like any caption that comes before <laughs> yeah, right, that. Right, right, right. But that's, that's basically it. There were some with Ruth and then um, there's the one of Jason Bateman that I see periodically. But yeah, a lot more,
0: a lot more Saul Goodman and Walter White and Jesse yeah. Pinkman meets. Why do you think so. that is? Like why, why are people not memeing on Ozark? I don't know. It's not Ozark,
1: because I don't know.
0: I was gonna say it's not because Ozark like took itself more seriously because they're like they're all they're all they're all equally serious shows. Like they're, they're I think Ozark took dramas. itself a little more seriously. You think?
1: I do. Um. I I think it's interesting because in in this uh, we can talk about press prestigious TV on like an entire other episode. Sure. But like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul have this sort of like insane following in that bleeds from like streaming to like normal cable television Mm -hmm. like people who watch ncis and like fbi and that kind of thing um and ozark was like just netflix so that's like part of my that's part of my theory as far Mm -hmm. as like its popularity but i yeah i don't know it's interesting it's interesting to think about
0: I've been, I've because been there are a lot of sopranos that. memes too those have been also becoming very popular lately
1: yeah 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 i don't know I, like olivia and i like to say like to send the one of uh paulie holding his hand out like this and it's like <laughs> ain't no way and everybody was fucking kung fu fighting like <laughs> so, stuff like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i've never actually watched sopranos i feel like i have just through twitter like from all I the got stuff two, i see on twitter yep I, I'm working through it.
1: I'm two seasons in. It is okay. Oh, it's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. It's it's heavy and and funny, but in a way that's like less bingeable than right. Breaking Bad or Better Call Better Call Saul or even Ozark for that matter. Yeah. Um. But it's. I mean, it's excellent. It's really is. Good. Is it as bingeable as Pretty Little Liars? I don't know because I haven't watched. <laughs> I know that you you may consider Pretty Little Liars, or
0: PLL, as we'll call it, uh, Prestige yeah. Television, but I'm I'm not sure I <laughs> no, agree with you. No, it is not. Again, we love Pretty Little Liars. Have y'all
1: gotten but the? But it horror is not one?
0: Prestige. No, I we haven't I'm watched. I'm interested that. in that. That's that's the new one. I don't think Morgan's gonna watch that one because she doesn't like horror stuff. Like the old, the the OG PLL is definitely just much more of like a a teen mystery sometimes thriller-esque kind of thing um but that's like as close to horror as she'll get so i after we finish we're on season five out of seven of pll right now so after we finish the show i'll probably watch the new you know the reboot or whatever and then um maybe i'll have some thoughts about it then but anyway from there yeah okay let's let's talk about let's talk about what this episode is supposed to be about yeah we are
1: covering ozark so if you Have not listened, or have you if you have not watched Ozark, we will be spoiling it basically from the jump. This episode is basically revisiting the entire series Mm -hmm. and like talking about, you know, like it it concluded only four months ago in April of Mm -hmm. this year, 2022. But, you know, it it was a really big deal for Mm -hmm. Netflix. It was kind of, you know, it's in the House of Cards, Daredevil. Pantheon, uh, kind of like Pantheon the gold, of original the golden, shows. It started
0: in like the what I would think of like the golden era of Netflix when Netflix was actually making like really good original content before it became like not kind just of throwing
1: bledded. lots of things at the wall,
0: right? And not like sticks. not having an like an AI robot write a TV show and see how it comes out. You know what I mean? Um, you
1: know what I? You know when you want to know something interesting that I heard today on um, the town? Um, uh, Like TV, film industry, Mm -hmm. business reporting is that, you know, several years ago when Prime and Netflix were, you know, growing really quickly, it was Mm -hmm. all about subscriber numbers. Right. And now it's not like subscriber numbers are not as important for Wall Street and stock prices. Now it's about, how much like actual <laughs> cash you're bringing in? Like, right. Imagine, the, the models change. So <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just it is interesting thinking back to 2017. Like, uh, 2015, I think, was when
0: Daredevil season one came out, and for mm-hmm. a while
1: that was Netflix's most. Um, yeah,
0: it was huge. Show. It was huge. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, you made this as like really incorrect, but I think if like I think if they tried to start Ozark like this year like if they like new show ozark it's it was the same exact show like but try to release it in 2022 i think they would have canceled it after one or two seasons i'd like maybe straight yeah. up uh, i think they yeah. have less they have less patience for shows that like for shows like that for shows that like take time to like you mm-hmm. know bring viewers in and like have it like be its own identity you know um mm-hmm. so anyway but yeah, yeah i mean like i don't know if you meant i mean you you might have mentioned it, but like 32 Emmy Award nominations, two Golden Globe uh, nominations. Uh, you don't really I think Jason Bateman won Best Actor at the Golden? That sounds Clubs, right. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't like. There are not, a, especially compared to how many just the sheer number of net Netflix original shows have been made. I cannot think of a whole lot of shows that have done that, um, with that with with like a four season runtime you know you're completely forgetting about the kissing booth but i'll allow it well, i could do a whole we could i could do <laughs> several episodes about the kissing booth trilogy <laughs> there's three right they're not there, making there, a fourth there are uh, as far as i know they're not making a fourth the story yeah. like it would be really weird because the, because the way the third one ended it seemed pretty final um yeah but yeah no, i've seen we at, at least seen the first one uh, maybe four times <laughs> I <Nice, laughs> just with different nice. people who come over and <laughs> wanted to watch it so uh Definitely recommend Kissing Booth. <laughs> but that's not what this episode is about. No, nope. no, I uh, like, yeah, that was me. No, that's okay. Um, you love,
1: the, I mean, there's there's so many, there's so many things, you know, um, to discuss about Ozark. I mean, when, it is when, deep. when you think about Ozark and when I, you know, we're kind of talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and like those, all these, you know, notable, prestige landmark series are going to age differently Mm -hmm. and you know ozark's interesting
0: because i think a lot of people may think of jason bateman Um, right well i mean he did like create the show basically right yeah sure so
1: he's probably the face most like recognizable from it and i think it's notable too that he was this was like some, this is, I think, some of his best acting, and it's mm-hmm. also a huge departure from what he is known for in the world right. of comedy, right? Um, which it, you can't, you you can kind of say about Bob Odenkirk, and actually, you can yeah. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk and, uh,
0: um, Bryan Cranston, Brian Cranston, thank you. So. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. Um, I think maybe the reasons that Ozark, because Ozark and and Breaking Bad do get compared a lot, I don't think it's Unfounded. Like I, I think that's a fair comparison to make because it is about this a supposed family man uh, who it gets involved in the drug game, right? Of course, you know, and the stories themselves are, are are quite different, but a lot of the premises are the same. And I think um where I think the similarities kind of end is where it it was like in the second or third episode of season one of Ozark, where they, you know, uh, um. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, the the you know the parents, they uproot their kids out of nowhere from where they lived their whole life in Chicago to uh like the what well, seems to be like the middle of nowhere in, in the Ozarks, mm-hmm. and and the older sister she keeps she keeps like pressing their parents like why are we doing this like wh- why do we leave Chicago, and then her mom just whips around in the driveway and goes your father is laundering money for, for the Mexican drug cartel. And and like that's how this show kind of like starts. And I remember mm-hmm. I was watching it with my wife and I watching it together and I turned to Morgan. and I was like, Oh, I did not expect that at all. Cause I mean, like again, coming off of I was comparing it to Breaking Bad, the almost the whole runtime of Breaking Bad is Walter White hiding his second life from his wife and and, and his family. Yep. And so it's just it's a very different type of show, um, in that regard. And I really appreciate that because if they didn't do that, I think they could have been too similar to Breaking Bad or kind of just kind of run the same course. And uh, but in this way, it was able to kind of uh, make its own path. And mm-hmm. that I think that was really cool. Um, it had, again it was very unexpected in a in a show full of unexpected moments. I think that was like that kind of set the tone for it. You know, yeah.
1: The the story, yeah, the story starts with, um marty's business partner getting well their operation basically all of them getting caught by the cartel and his business partner getting um killed in front of him and it's like mm-hmm. very violent from the jump um and they end up going to ozark because there's like a pamphlet or something mm-hmm. like they're in the room with them and he just like pulls it out of his ass and says like no it's a great place to launder money and i can launder money for you i promise i can right. like just don't kill me and um, but then other stuff happens in that episode. Like he even before that happens, I'm pretty sure he a P.I. that he hires shows him a video of his wife, Laura Lenny, um, like having an affair with with a guy mm-hmm. and then and he's just watching it and it's with really her in the gro- room gross. Yeah. yeah. And um, and, sh- and then later that guy is thrown from his balcony of mm-hmm. his penthouse and just like is crushed on the concrete and basically as a warning from the cartel, like you got to stay together. And then the next episode, Marty's like thinking about suicide. And then mm-hmm. several episodes later, uh, Wendy's thinking about killing him. <laughs> it's right. Just like, like I was, I was, you know, kind of recapping a lot of the story. And I'm like, this is heavy and dark in a way that is just, it cuts a little bit too hard like in in many ways that um you know other crime shows don't and part of it is because Mm -hmm. of the presence of jonah and um charlotte there's and they go through they go, go through some pretty traumatic things and the show holds no punches in that regard but it also like i feel like chickened out in the final um season in terms of like none of the birds Die, and that's very and that was mm-hmm. very unexpected. Mm-hmm.
0: That's we. I want to save us talking about the 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 show finale for the end of the episode because I do sure. like it was it was pretty controversial. Um, and I think you and I have different might have different thoughts on it. And so I want to, yes. but I, I want to say that for the end, I want to talk about everything else first. Um, but yes, I am glad you brought that up. But speaking of, like the deaths, um, I mean, like I think there are the body count is not small for this show it's not like a lot like there wasn't like a any kind of like massacre or anything but um there are a lot of important character deaths and i think even like even characters that you don't like uh whether because it, 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 either if it's because like you've gotten to know them and you really hate them or it's just like we haven't gotten to know them that much so i don't really care about them that much every death felt very impactful in the show whether it was just like an emotional impact or like an big impact on the plot you know yeah. um and i don't you might disagree um no i agree yeah uh I, and it's I, like you said kind of like it, it set the precedent for itself when it killed uh marty's business partner like in chicago like that's kind of what set the whole thing off right um yep. and uh everything is all of them are super impactful. with some of them very shocking as well. Like some of them come seemingly like really out of nowhere and, yeah. um, pre- pretty jarring a lot of the times. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Buddy's, buddy's death, you know, is pretty, it's pretty notable. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because like he is, it's, it's so, man, it's so interesting thinking back on the show and like who buddy is, um, as a character and how, um, important he was to Jonah's development as you know growing into a young man in the in this series he really does change so much Charlotte does too um a little mm-hmm. bit but Noah changes so much and it's really lot. incredible um but you know Buddy just kind of dying in the car with Wendy mm-hmm. um and it's it's it kind of almost peacefully is is pretty pretty amazing and um and I think no one else really goes out like that. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, inter- it's just interesting to think
0: about it. everyone else. I mean, it's pretty like terrible ends. Uh, right. So, but I think Buddy was kind of like, I can't, did he die in season two or three? I think it was season two. I think it was. Could be wrong. It, and if if I remember correctly, his death was kind of like, in a certain way for i think especially for the for charlotte and noah was like acted as like this turning moment because he kind of represented um innocence or not innocence necessarily but just like yeah no i be, think you're right being true to like like your morality uh, because this whole show is about blending morality right like like the gray areas of like you know what i mean like like you're like yeah it's 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 hard to describe now that I'm like trying to talk about it cuz this is my first time like talking to really anybody about this show and so like I'm trying to like piece it all together in a way that's understandable but um like the whole show is about um not even like anti-heroes necessarily cuz like they're like s- some of the main characters by the end are like just straight up villains even though they're still the protagonists. Well, I think
1: I think the entire family is and I think that's the one thing that you um you could read the ending as, um, you know, a tragedy, and and it I is. think it's very, I think it is very intentionally a in tragedy, specifically mm-hmm. re- evol- uh, revolving around Ruth, um, and and sort of how <laughs> the privileged um, upper class. Wait, hold know, on, hold on. We're getting to pharmaceuticals. the Pharmaceuticals. getting I, the I, I know, too but like that's my that's my whole problem is like it ends up being about that and not really about it, or no i i guess i guess it does it's like okay well let's the, let's yeah, just talk yeah, about anyway, the ending anyway, then let's yeah, let, well, let's I'm, just own it jumping, let's talk about the I am jumping that's okay
0: day. we can we can go back to other stuff but let's talk because about we haven't
1: ending. we haven't talked about this is going to be the first time us like dissecting right you know our feelings about season four um so i don't know like so I, let, could keep, I could keep in i could continue or yeah. you could no no that's kinda... fine that's
0: fine let's let's do the ending and then we'll go back to like the other like high points we wanted to hit so um so just quick recap of the ending there was throughout all of season four there is another private investigator not the same one that marty hired or some i think is marty hired at the beginning of the show um and i am blanking on this pi's name do you no i did coke and he got fired from the police force and that's all e- i remember <laughs> Yeah. Petty was I, Petty was the the FBI, he was the FBI agent. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not him. No, it's not him. Okay, so anyway, so this this PI has kind of been dog in the birds. Uh hey, that was not on purpose. Dog in the birds.
1: birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, hey, bro, it worked anyway. out. Uh he's been after them like all of season 4. Um and he's kind of been this like side not a villain necessarily but anta- antagonist. Um and the, the the end of the show, this is the show finale. Like everybody who's going to die has died. This is the last scene of the Mel Saddam. Mel Saddam, That's right. So Mel finally confronts. um, He's been getting closer and closer to, you know, figuring out the birds and their whole deal. And then he confronts them at their house. And basically is like, I have this evidence against you and I'm going to take it. Is this right? Am I getting this right? Am I going to take it to the police? This is how it ends. Right and and then they they have this he has this conversation with the birds where they're like the birds are like i'm gonna get this so wrong because it's been i watched it right when it came out so it's been several months um help me out here he's i mean he basically he essentially says like you're not i i i've
1: figured you out you people are messed up like Mm -hmm. every single one of you not just the parents you've you've
0: caused many people to die yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to let you lives. get like
1: he's kind of found this this like moral center, even mm-hmm. though he's like a very gray area character for mm-hmm. a lot of or he, he's trying to find out the truth the whole. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. whole time he's basically involved in the story. Mm-hmm. And then it's implied that he's
0: killed by the birds. But specifically by Noah. Right. With with a with a right. Not, no, we've been saying Noah. Jonah. Jonah is the son's name. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Jonah. Uh, so Jonah. Um, but the, the, the key moment for me that, that really explained the ending well and made me appreciate the ending, um, is how Mel looks at Marty and Wendy and said, you can't get away with this. That's not how the world works. And Wendy looks right at him and very truthfully says, isn't it? Like That's true. Yeah. Is this not but, how yeah, the world I, works? I, I like,
1: I like that theme
0: for sure exactly i'm not saying i like it because like i like that that's how the world works right i like it because it's it's just true um, yep. and again it's not like a i'm i feel like I feel like some people could watch this and be like well they they're obviously the bad guys and they got away with it so that's a bad ending well no because it's still a fictional story and we're not cele- we're not celebrating the bad guys winning in the end Right, it's it, it's like the whole message of it is, hey, isn't this messed up? And this yep. happens all the time. It does, and in unlike
1: unlike um other, you know, it's not a like Ozark is not a dark comedy like right. uh, like um uh, Barry or um. Or, or like other, yeah, it's just not a dark comedy. It is Bear, like Bear, it's just a, a dark, really yeah. thrilling um, drama, and everyone's mm-hmm. bad. Even the mm-hmm. people you like at the end are mm-hmm. bad. Um, and yeah, and it's just I think that uh, here's here's kind of what I was trying to say is like the stuff when it focused on Ruth and like the people who are from the Ozarks, um, and 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 the people who are just living their lives, even if they're, they're like many problems and such like are just living their lives and the birds come in and then the cartel comes in, the FBI comes in mm-hmm. and the pharmaceutical company comes in and it's like, it's, it's about capitalism and greed and mm-hmm. like, and money and espionage and like all the worst things about like American enterprise politics and, and, and I, in and politics and I appreciate that but i think that like looking back on the show i got really bored with all of the haranguing um with wendy becoming like getting back into her political thing um and then again like mel like we know that ben like ben's death is very impactful mm. but the aftermath of ben's death is so drawn out and like Things are building and building and building, and they do kind of explode. But I think, like other, you you may have like a Breaking Bad, where like you have like a you have a nuclear explosion at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. and and I felt I just did not feel that. I think with season three and four of Ozark, um, you basically only feel it whenever someone gets killed and and so I don't know I don't know if that's making sense but um I I get what you're saying yeah I it does it does um it's so wrong that Ruth ends up being killed by Camilla um but it's kind of like it's it's the show's way of saying like the cannibal the cannibalizing like forces mm -hmm. of how like capitalism sets people against each other right
0: right and I think like um like there were I think two of the deaths that really, like, really hurt uh, were Wyatt and Ruth. uh, Because, I mean, like, you come to love these characters so much, not in spite of their flaws, but because of their flaws. Like, obviously, Ruth is kind of a caricature of a... a, I mean, I'm sure that there are are people in real life who are like Ruth Langmore, but for the most part, she is kind of a caricature of a person, right? Um, But, like, between these two characters, like, you can see a lot of humanity in them, and so
1: especially in Wyatt, I feel like in
0: season two,
1: when the do you remember in season two, like they dig into him being mm-hmm. like very liter- literary
0: and like he's very smart, smart and, and driven. They dig yeah. into him, yeah, yeah. So it made his death really hurt, especially because um, it. it <laughs> it didn't come out of nowhere necessarily. Like it was building up a little bit as you see Javi going up to the house. It's like, I think this is going to happen. But leading up to that, you're at no point where you're like, I'm, I'm waiting for Wyatt to get killed. You know what I mean? Like, I, at least for me, I didn't ha- we didn't have that thought. And so when, when it happened, um, and it was so fast and you saw it too, like it didn't, the camera didn't cut away or anything. He, he you know, Javi killed him and Darlene at the same time. And then he just walks out of the house. And Morgan, I just sat there like, oh, Oh, shoot, like that, seriously, that really hurt, you know, and it and it it only hurt because I'd gotten so attached to him and his story, even though I was really grossed out by his his relationship with Darlene. Yeah, I think that 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 ends up working against against
1: you, because like every character has that to a certain extent. We're like, right, Um for for all their good intentions except uh, like darlene is a ostensibly a villain mm-hmm. for the entirety of the right show. right um but for wyatt it was kind of like oh yeah i mean he loves her i guess like <laughs> this
0: can't work out good yeah good for him. yeah so, um yeah. so yeah i i think even if you um like didn't love certain characters like you still felt it when they died and i think that's that is one of the for me one of the telling signs of like a very compelling story and compelling characters and which is one of the reasons that i just i loved this show so much and i like the incorrect part of me wishes it hadn't ended but the like logical part of me is like it like that was the perfect runtime. it should not have gone longer than four like there's no need to drag anything out um, it was just for me and i know you disagree for me it's in my tastes like a perfect drama and i know i know you don't feel the same way i don't feel the same way but i th- there
1: are their merits like to watching something that has perfect moments mm-hmm. and that's like almost as difficult to you know pull off yeah um so yeah yeah, like I like I said, the, the scenes with the scene with Buddy passing away and like the thing that was most intre- the episode that was most interesting to me was the first episode of part two. You know, do you remember how they did a, the Stranger Things thing where they like, This is season four, but like the back half of it we're releasing later? Do you remember oh, that they yeah, did yeah, that yeah, with yeah. those already? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the first Episode of that second part was Ruth going to find Javi and kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's just her just kind of it, it's very slow. And you know, like, okay, like she's probably gonna kill him. And then she does end up killing him. And mm-hmm. she's like, all right, fine, bring on the cartel. I literally don't care. Like yeah. you took everything from me. Yeah. Um, is that episode was so interesting because do you remember she goes to the diner and um, oh yeah, who does she sees, run into there? She sees Killer Mike. That's from, right, on the jewels. Yep. Um, and she, you know, she's listening to r- like, like old school, golden age hip hop and rap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the way up to Chicago, and they have that really like, it's that whole episode is just really meditative and very like this is really what the show is about. It is about mm. this girl and it is about people like this and really like. Who were wronged by, like the opioid epidemic? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of what the show is about, and that's why it's so heavy. Looking back on it, and why mm-hmm. it's like, it's not one of those shows like, hey, we should we should rewatch Game of Thrones. It's like, man, I don't know if I can
0: make it through those <laughs> because it's like it is heavy. It's really heavy. It is. It is, and I think like that particular episode it almost like didn't really feel like an episode of ozark not because it was yes, shot differently or 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 because it had different characters i think it was just the the way they built the atmosphere in that episode and made it um just much more about one character than several cuz you know like every, almost every episode is has multiple storylines running through it for, of all the different characters and that one is just so yeah like i said it's meditative i think is the best way to describe it yeah. um and it was very necessary to finish her character um, mm. when she did eventually die in the in the uh, the finale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to find what, you know, what it is basically like there. Yeah, I won't try to go into it, but that whole scene it's like at first I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Killer Mike. And then I was like, that's that's Killer Mike. Like for sure. I had and to then, Google it, too. Yeah, And then I sure. like I realized like, oh, they're like, this is what the show is about. This is mm-hmm. kind of like their thesis statement right before, you know, it me- meets her end and the whole right. series kind of wraps up. Um, and so, so, and I'll just say like, you know, my complaints with the writing or the whatever, like are mi- minimal compared to what I think, what I, what I think the show really did skillfully accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, it just like, some of the political stuff was boring, some of the, you know, like, my ADD brain wishes that there would have been a little bit more, like, fast-paced, this is like happening. Action. Then, then this is, well, action maybe, but, like, just stuff happening or people getting arrested. Like, I don't know. Like, that happens. Sure. But it's also, like, a lot of...
0: Com- Wait, hold on. I lost sorry the zoom connection got bad for a second <laughs> you said it yeah. was a lot of what
1: uh it was just a lot of like there there were a lot of just a lot of conversations when i was like man more stuff could be happening
0: sure and, and I'm, that's I'm, such I'm, a silly yeah.
1: complaint to have
0: no i think that it's it's a valid it's a valid criticism and i'm glad you brought that up because i like it's something i've been thinking about lately that like I think a few years ago I would have thought the same way just that like like I need to be simulated more if I'm watching something and I don't I don't think it's because I'm getting older I think I think it's just like I as I am like I'm consuming more because of this podcast honestly I'm consuming more like TV shows and movies than I used to um, and and approaching it more in an analytical way like you do and I've grown to really appreciate characterization. and when that characterization needs to be slow, I appreciate it even more. And I think one of the things that, not to get off topic too much, but uh, one of the pieces of media, it's not its not a piece of media, I think it, it's a director. One of the directors who really helped me appreciate that more is, um, wow, wow, blinking on his name right as I, I had it in my Bird brain. Beale. No, it was, um, you know, Midnight Mass, Haunting of Hill House. Uh, oh, Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Uh, Haunting of Hill House specifically. And uh midnight mass made yep. me really appreciate the slow burn a lot more than i used to and so i really appreciate when a show or a movie takes the time to like to get quieter and like move away from action or like intensity you know to have like real conversations between characters and that cuz that's when i really appreciate like i said just good characterization a, a great story um and great acting that's remote like most of the great acting is not done in those really intense scenes. Cause it's, it's easy for an actor to get worked up and get and start yelling, you know, cause you can kind of just lose yourself in that. I think a lot of, <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was, um, there was a really great um, uh, YouTube video. And I can't remember the, the YouTuber um, it might've been uh, um, Drew Gooden um, who, because he usually makes like comedic type videos every now and then he'll come, he'll come out with like a, actually a more serious like video essay type thing. I can I think it was him, but about how, uh, a lot of people, like whenever you watch if you look up like an actor on like actor's name on YouTube, plus best, best moments, best acting moments or whatever. And it's usually like Tom, like Tom Cruise, uh, um, uh, in Tropic Tom, Thunder, Tom Hardy, yeah, in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> or like, like them in like these serious dra- dramas, and they're always yelling. So it's like, everybody, like a lot of film bros are like, oh, the best acting is when that white guy yells a lot. And it's like, no, like the best acting is in the quieter moments and it's in the reactions. And like, yep. you know, and I think that's where Ozark shined the most for me. Um, especially, yeah. And like, in especially Jason Bateman, just like, Mm. like
1: man um he, it is a well, master class uh, i don't think i don't think you want to do well, that and well, he's like yeah, he's yeah. so understated and exactly. but then when he gets really serious um you're like this dude's r- the real deal and it kind of all culminates in the scene where he gets out and i know what you're talking about to a pulp yeah. when they're and when they're in traffic and mm-hmm. uh you're, he just snaps um very so, intense
0: yeah. yeah like that was one, like that was a scene where like morgan and i were just like speechless on the couch like like oh my gosh like this is all like four seasons of the show has culminated to this point and he is like reached his breaking point and that is maybe an example of like oh the best acting is when white man got angry but (laughs) but it was it was everything it was all of his acting leading up to that that like made that scene so impactful um because he's he's played the character of marty bird so um brilliantly um yeah that it, it makes it like this is insane that he would yeah. do this you know
1: i uh, want to ask you about cinematography because i know that you're a big I'll talk fan about of it. um ben cutchen's work on this show mm-hmm. but i gotta ask i gotta ask like I, think I know what you're gonna ask but go ahead i don't know if you know what i'm gonna ask but okay if you and morgan went through what Mar- marty and wendy went through mm-hmm. Would your marriage have survived? That's like I think that really—that's actually a really good question. I'm I'm, a nit, I'm I'm nitpicky, but that's that's my main thing. And that's and it's like ah, like it's hard watching something and admitting like yeah, I was hoping for an, a different outcome. I didn't really love the way season four ended. I wish more people had it coming. But it's and it makes sense to me why the show ends the way it is and the way it does and why Mm -hmm. Wendy's like it isn't that the way America works like I get it it's about America's but also like doesn't make sense to me that Marty and Wendy both got away one of them should have gotten it because they kind of set that up the whole time like Wendy being cutthroat, Marty being like a little bit more moralistic than her. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, I think Marty's going to die. I think Wendy's going to be the one to get away. And then at another point, you're like, man, Wendy overstepped her boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's going to get it now. And then they both end up living and it kind of feels unfair. But again, that's kind of the
0: exact that. Yeah, you, yeah you, you answered your own question. I mean, it, yeah. it is exactly the point. If either of them had died. The whole message of like the writers were trying to get across would not have come across as strong. I'd say the same thing if Ruth had lived, it wouldn't have come across as strong. Um, if Wyatt had lived, you know, like like the like the only way that it would have been an impactful message is if the birds are the only ones who came out on top yeah. um, after after all the havoc that they had wreaked. But to answer your question about the marriage thing, uh, one no, we would not have our marriage would not have survived. Yeah, m- that. Mine either. <laughs> um, but again, I think that's, that is also kind of the point of the show is that um, these, you know, Marty and Wendy have taken something what you and I would consider holy and sacred, which is marriage, and have turned their marriage into a business partnership, which Marty even sets that precedent when they first moved to the Ozarks. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, I, you and I are no longer married. We are business partners. And even though, like, that is like kind of on a scale, like on a sliding scale throughout the whole show. It is very much like their business partners above uh, husband and wife, yeah. and so them pervert what it, like perverting the idea of marriage. Kind of maybe maybe I'm getting too deep with it. Maybe this is not maybe this is not the intention of of the writers, but um, kind of kind of taking the idea of marriage and and um, utilizing it for their own selfish personal gain it goes right along with the message that the ending of the show was trying to give. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> sure. It's,
1: it, no, sure. And it will, nah, it, no. yeah. Again, like you said, it's not, it's not what the show is about, but it is that sort of like you, you survive, you don't thrive in America.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, and if you, if you try to do good, there's a good chance you're not, you're still not going to make it out on top, no matter how hard you try. Um, which is a bleak message, but it's not incorrect. So, um, yeah. anyway, cinematography though, um, I, you and I have had a conversation. I've, I've talked to you about this because I, we were like in the, maybe we were between seasons two and three, or no, it was after season three had come out, and I had stumbled across a YouTube video. Um, and I can't, I can't remember who's doing the interview, but it was in, it was an interview between just like a guy and. Uh, the Ben Cutchins, the or Cutchins, how you pronounce his name, the cinematographer for Ozark. And he was kind of going into detail about a lot of the decisions, like why they made the decisions they made when it came to like how they shot everything. Of course, and the most like notable, like recognizable thing about the show is how blue it is. Um, mm-hmm. and like, like the whole, like from beginning to end, pretty much everything kind of has a cool temperature cast on it. Um, Even like the bright sunny days on the lake is still very blue. Um, And um, there's like probably a lot of different ways you could take it. And maybe, and there, there are probably like story reasons that they like plot reasons that they chose to keep it blue. But I I think at the end of the day, it was just kind of of a stylistic choice. Like it really set the show apart from any other like dramatic show. And uh, and maybe also can compare it to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was very warm because it was in uh, New Mexico, yeah. Um, and uh, and so maybe it's in the way to be like, this is our identity, and we're gonna make it blue. Um, and uh, if but if you'll notice, if you go back and watch it, the differences the in um, not image quality, but just kind of like color, I think in general between seasons two and three, and then three moving forward, um, it is not as blue. seasons three and four um it's a little warmer and then you have there's more of a filmic quality to uh to the image whereas like if again if you compare it to seasons one and two seasons one and two actually look very digital um and it's because a little uh little cinematography corner real quick seasons one and two they shot on um uh, uh alexa cameras which are kind of like um one of the industry standards for uh you know big production filmmaking like a lot a lot of big movies and TV shows are shot on Arri uh, Alexa uh, cameras, but for seasons three and four, they switched to Sony Venice cameras, uh. which have a different. I think it was still it was still shot digitally, uh, but they do have a more filmic quality uh, to them. And of course, I think they they did alter the way they color graded a little bit. Um, I think it's most no- noticeable in the scenes um, in the casino on the boat uh, mm-hmm. when they're inside; is a lot warmer in there. Um, yeah. and, uh, uh, I think it's, I don't know. I, again, I, I, I could go and I could theorize a lot about like why they made those decisions, but I think a lot of it is just purely stylistically, um, or just stylistic that they're like, this is our identity, you know, like it, yeah. it sets us apart. Um, yeah, for sure. But, and, and aside from color, I think just overall, like the way a lot of scenes are shot as far as like camera movements. Uh, different angles they choose to, to show certain things there was really not a single time where i was watching i was like i wish they had shot this differently you know like like there was several times i was watching it and i'm like man the just the way they shot this scene is mm-hmm. really pulling me in like yep. like this is make it just make like i think you get more excited about movies when it comes to like storytelling and like like characters and stuff which I do too but like I get more excited about movies when I, if like if I notice just like really good cinematography you know like I'm like that that will pull me in more yep. sometimes than like a fantastic story I
1: think I, I agree and I you know think about the different the difference in between like the the Vince Gilligan verse is that um you know Ozark is is about the characters mm-hmm. um and it's about like many characters and it's very dialogue heavy mm-hmm. um and breaking bad and better call saul are these guys like it, it is equally as as about them and their families but there's a lot more like action in terms of like things being done driving places sure cooking meth um defending someone in court like and you'll get, you'll get the wildest shots of like, um, you know, coins going into a vending machine, mm-hmm. and like, I gotta watch this starting at the. Man, I'm telling you, you are going to love whenever you get to to Better Call Saul. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do the, they do like 15 insane shots, like like us shooting out at the. Ice dispenser. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's them just like, hey, what if we did this? And it's like, hey, do you have a key to open this vending machine so that we can get a shot of you sticking a quarter? In? Uh-huh. It's it's them like doing That's stuff cool. like that. Yeah, like, hey, we're not staging this at all. This this scene is they're this um, warehouse is like this dirty, mm-hmm. and it's like you and you just you sense that constantly. And I don't I don't compare the two to say better call Saul's better or what have you, but that every single every single conversation in Ozark you're like oh shoot oh shoot oh shoot and that's like as equally difficult to pull off just like it speaks really to the um the caliber of the performers that they had you Mm -hmm. know you have the Snells you have amazing young actors like Wyatt and Ruth and yeah three didn't really get that much to do
0: but especially not in the last half of the no. show yeah yeah i was yeah. like I, feel, I was like I feel bad man
1: three three's like yo my entire family got he, and his
0: whole character kind of gets shafted like
1: i know they really does. don't have yeah. him much in there yeah yeah anyway. it's too bad but anyway that that's just like i wanted to to give you the floor for a little bit because like i do th- it looks really good mm-hmm. like it, it all really does and like i even read today that you know ben cutchins wanted it to be so dark especially in the first scene the first season
0: mm-hmm. that it, you feel like something's lurking around the like it's, periphery very, of the ominous. Shot, and it's yeah. very ominous yeah yeah like, like i said even in like the sunny days on the lake uh which like in season one there's a lot of that where he's like uh, where marty's working at the blue cat and they have just like people fishing on the lake and people hanging out doing whatever charlotte with her like spring breakers that she hangs out with or whatever and um spring break spring break even then It's still blue and dark. Even it's like, I know this, there's no there's not a cloud in the sky. Like I know it's bright out there and I know it looks warm. Yeah. Um, but they they choose to keep it like the same throughout. And I think that is admirable because like for me, whenever I'm like uh doing video production and I when it comes to the color grading process, like I, it's really hard to keep a consistent style. Like it's one of the things I struggle with the most is like, I I'm constantly wanting to change how I edit things and whatnot. And, and so to have like this very, um, very distinct cinematography identity and throughout the whole show is uh, I love it. Uh, it it's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I got to ask, uh, were there any like
1: parallels, you know, going back to flyover country, any parallels to, between Ozark and your own, Hometown. <laughs> no, I grew up in
0: uh Birmingham, Alabama. So no. Very different. Yeah. Very different. Were there different. lakes? Are there lakes around Birmingham? There are yeah, there's a few. Um one of my friends, his family has uh they had a small lake house um that we would hang out at um sometimes like on the summer in the summers. Um but as far as I know, his mom nobody, was missing moving, no, yeah, nobody was moving no yeah, nobody's heroin on the yeah. water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody's mom
1: went missing. There were no shady deals where, like, you know, an agreement was struck for like fraudulent voting counting machines. Yeah, or anything as far like as that. I know. Okay, As gotcha. far,
0: you yeah. know, and you know, I don't want to speak out of my ass. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to make stuff up. But something could have happened, and I would, I would never know. We Makes would just, sense. Yeah, we would just watch old VHS tapes and then go water skiing. <laughs> yeah. So watch uh, do the uh not do the right thing, the right stuff. The right stuff. No, we we watched uh, Smoking the Bandit. That was like oh, a. Nice. That was a great Lake movie. Um, <laughs> does, yeah. yeah, I've never yeah. seen it. It's good. It's good. It's fun. Um, anyway, yeah. If if we're talking about like flyover, I mean, it's one of the reasons that like I really wanted to uh, do an episode. Uh, I want us to do an episode on Ozark, and I was like, it's surprising that it's taken us this long to talk about it. I think because it you know, it fits flyover. We were busy so talking well. about Moon Knight. Yeah, too bit, Yeah, too much Marvel was happening. <laughs> sorry um but it it is it is in my opinion like quintessential flyover because it is very compelling drama set in a very flyover area and of course like chicago is also a kind of a major player in the in the show but the bulk of it does happen in the ozarks um and and
1: like we said the central the central theme and motif is like all flyover is all flyover yeah absolutely yeah I, I, I love the lakes. Are, lakes themselves too are like, you, you have, you have like Michigan Lake, great. Right? Like you, you have that in the North and like on the, well in this, in Florida and on the coast, it's like the goal for like mm-hmm. lakes themselves are a very like Southern flyover thing. And they like are. Oh, hey, hey, do you want to go out on the boat? It's like that sort of wealth and capital in a sure. Southern flyover
0: community is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like unique to that geographical region. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't think um this show could have been set really anywhere else. Like I don't think it would have been anywhere near as successful or, yeah. or, or popular. Um, we got a shout out. They mentioned at the end of season two, I
1: believe I was going to, I was flying into I, Lake, Conway, Lake Conway that's where okay. I lived for where,
0: eight years and where Walter you live currently and where I Nelson. currently live. So I I'll, I'll I'm going to pretty, pretty cool city. I'm gonna talk about my just my seven out of ten. Seven, yeah, so I'll, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a seven out of ten right now. Eight, it could change. Yeah, maybe 7.5. 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm rating the city that I currently live in. <laughs> um, I uh, that's a good segue into like I want to talk about like my relationship to this show because it it's not just a show that we just watched randomly. It was. It had been, I guess, you know, it had came out in 2017. Um, we didn't start watching it until 2020. And it, my wife and I got married. We had a COVID wedding. We got married in May of 2020. Uh, and she'd already been living up here in Arkansas for um, about nine months. She had started grad school up here. And then uh, we got married at the end of her first year of grad school. And I was living, I was still down in Mississippi where we had met. And so we moved up here, or I moved up here after we got married. We didn't have a honeymoon or anything because again, COVID. And I we got in this like routine of like at the end of the day, like I would cook dinner, and then we would like sit on the couch and eat while we like watched something together. And so we wanted we didn't have anything we were watching together at the time. And so um, I think they were advertising. I could be completely off on this. I think they're advertising season two or three. Mm-hmm coming out on netflix and we were like let's start ozark let's just see if we like it and so like like the first week we started watching ozark the first week of our marriage and so it became like Whoa. this they became like a ritual of us like i make dinner we sit on the couch and we watch at least one episode of ozark um if we're feeling up to it maybe we'll watch two um and we just got so, she,
1: so morgan was pretty into like the intrigue and, yeah, uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: We, we were both got very into it. We were, we like the same, in the same way that we very much look forward to watching Pretty Little Liars while we eat dinner every night now. Nice. <laughs> A couple years ago when we first got married, it was Ozark. And so, um, yeah. And so, especially when it got to the scene where uh, I think Marty was trying to get his family to escape, trying to escape the drug cartel in general. And he got like this seaplane and he was trying to get his family on it and leave the ozarks and he said we're gonna fly to lake conway and I, and we both like we did the the um, leo yeah pointing, at, like, the pointing at the screen we were like hey like we you know like you can- special for me because i just moved here and i'm like oh my gosh like that's a cool shout out it made me like yeah. have this weird sense of pride in this town that i just moved to you know I'm like hey like we got shouted out on this show about drugs so um yeah yeah, it was very cool. And and like I said, we've um, gotta be famous for something. Gotta be famous for something. And uh, and now two years later the show has wrapped with season four and um and I've been married to my wife for over two years and it's been been yeah. crazy.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's like
0: uh, when Jess and I watched um
1: every episode of Black Mirror. Mm. <laughs> our first year of marriage. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we got I hate have you that watched? show. Dude yeah, I have you watched hate it?
0: it? Yeah, I've watched um not all of it. I think I have watched two and a half seasons of it. Do you remember the episode where
1: it's like the married couple and they can rewind their memories? Their memories. And see, yeah. 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 And then and then it has that like terrible ending, and he like tears out his thing so he uh-huh. can't remember anything anymore. Yeah. And there's the affair, and we watched that one, and I was like, well, that was depressing. And um, we had to go to bed because it was like eleven or eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and we had to work the next day. And I was like, all right, let's all right. Good night, love you. And I just did. I just did not think about. it. I was like, man, that that was a really real downer. And I like laid down. I rolled over, and Jess was like, started crying, like really. No, no. And I was like, babe, it's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, black mirror. Yeah, not great. Great for a marriage. Yeah, First year. <laughs> But um, yeah. I who. Who had the worst death? Let's kind of like land this seatboard on sure. Lake Conway. In Lake Conway. <laughs> yeah. Um I really think it was season one, Russ and Boyd grabbing the the ladder if we're talking and like getting electrocuted. Most I, that's one death. of the most that's one of the most grisly scenes I've yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like I was talking to someone today about Game of Thrones and which I've never seen. In, in, but specifically, like the violence in Game of Thrones is really gruesome because they show the gore, but then mm-hmm. they show how much pain the characters are in. Mm-hmm. And they, the camera will just linger on them for like yeah, 30 seconds. And that's really what makes it unbearable to watch. And I felt like Ozark kind of captured a little bit of that magic, yeah. so yeah. to speak. I think... Especially Uh, with the electrocution. I was like, it's like one of the grossest things I've ever seen. That
0: one was crazy. And it wasn't, it didn't like, I wasn't sad about it because I didn't really like those characters that much. But, um, I think as far as like one of the most, like one of the deaths that like was really like probably maybe the heaviest for me, um, for many reasons, uh, was, uh, Wendy getting, getting her brother killed on purpose. See, For that's so kind of reasons. that's kind of unforgivable, unforgivable,
1: and goes back to the reason. It's like this show is not gonna let her live, right?
0: Like that's like a such a terrible thing. It goes to do. It and again back into I, the main point of the show. Yeah, I agree. But and the reason you're frustrated it, it means but... that like like you're frustrated because it worked because like yeah, that's, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like so, and then like they, you didn't see, and how much it messes up Jonah. You're like, oh, yeah,
1: golly. OK,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I think because he that happened in season three, right? Um, yep. When he died. And then it, you don't see him die. You don't see like him leading up to his actual death. Like you see him get approached by Navarro's henchmen at that restaurant. Uh, and then went like, and when he just leaves, and of course, you know, you see her spiral for a little while after that, and then of course, like you said, you see the uh, effect on Jonah and yep. uh, and all that, but you don't. It doesn't show until season four, like it kind of flashes back to yep. like this. He's like, "Don't one, do this." One of the yeah. most like intense like car rides I've seen in a show, where Ben is just like sitting in Navarro's henchman's car, like in the in the passenger. He's not even like in the back seat. He's just like it's like they're going to the movies together, except like mm. they both know what's about to happen. Yeah. And then like, you know, going to that barn, like in the middle of the night and then him having been like, get on his, like get on his knees on the tarp, like yeah. in, intense, pretty rough, pretty very rough. rough and very like, it's like, like you said, it's one of those things where it's like, I cannot believe that Wendy is going to live at the end of the show. Like after every, all, the, like she's done a lot of bad things. And that was definitely like, for me at least the worst one yeah. and and sh- and she gets away and that's the point of it and it yeah. it doesn't make it easier to swallow but it does it like i don't know for me that was the one that like i, I mentioned like White and ruth dying were like tough because they're like those characters but that one not because i like i didn't really care too much about this sounds bad i didn't care too much about ben as a character necessarily but like it's like imagining a sister having her brother killed On purpose, and not because she hates him. Yep, you know, like she didn't have ill feelings towards him. She did it out of like what she thought was necessity, business, business. Right, right. And it it further, like, you know, pun intended, divorced her from humanity and divorced her from the idea of like her family. Um, and and like, if she did that to her brother, what would stop her from doing that to her son? I think Jonah Mm -hmm. brings Jonah brings it up to her at one point. Um. And it's just like, man, and it makes you like, yeah, she like, I could see her doing that to Jonah if she had, if she felt like she had to. Yep. Um. So that one was tough. Um. But there are also some other very well filmed <laughs> deaths, uh, and very ones that like made you go, like made your eyes like bug out and go, oh my gosh, like that was crazy. When Helen, uh, ran, yeah. she gets just absolutely murdered right in front of the birds, and they have to like go in the bathroom and clean themselves off at the beginning of season four, uh, yep. because like anyway, um, I think that was kind of like a, that was a high point for in the show because you
1: logically were led to a place where you didn't understand how, what else could happen and how they could like talk, them, talk their way out and you thought yep. that they were going to die. And then it's just like, Oh, this Navarro just had a change of,
0: he just changed his mind and that was mm-hmm. it it was like as mm-hmm. simple as
1: that it just so. changes
0: mind and yeah. uh yeah and that was at the, that was the season finale of season three and there was such a huge gap of time yep. between the release of like of season four after like we waited so yeah, long COVID, COVID yeah wise. yeah um and so uh so yeah so that was uh was very shocking um we haven't talked about um the pastor the whole story arc with the pastor um but his his story arc was also very dark and upsetting. Uh, yeah, I mean, his his whole, fin- you know, where where wife. Zeke comes from, right, right. Yeah. Um, who like Zeke kind of gets like forgotten about <laughs> like by the end of the show, but yeah. um, but his whole arc with like how his his wife had gotten killed, and then he didn't. I think Marty kind of accidentally killed, if I'm correctly, accidentally killed the pastor. And that's Um,
1: probably I would say one of the things I remember the most in just just in terms of like he's having a meltdown mm -hmm. after that when that happens and Wendy had been kidnapped and she's like she has a clear head and they kind of deal with it. But that was one of the most intense things because like Marty didn't mean to kill him. It Mm -hmm. was kind of an accident. And 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 I just remember that being that being like one of the most impactful, you Mm -hmm. know, moments of the show for me where I was like, this is just absolutely haywire yeah and it was television. another <laughs> yeah. like on another level it pro- was, it, probably
0: my favorite scene i would say it series. was very intense and it's another example of of the evil protagonist marty and wendy killing off innocence and mm-hmm. and wrecking somebody's life who well, did they, not they ask they took for or deserve baby, it right um Yes, they had his baby taken from him, and I think they—I yeah. can't remember—they might have gotten his wife they killed blackmailed either on purpose or, or on accident. Yeah, yeah. they—they—he—he yeah. They, yeah. he had like a pure heart when he was first introduced in the show, and they just completely ruined him, like broke him down and wrecked him, um, to the point where he—I think he might have like given up his faith at the end, even like, yep. um, I think so and so it's a metaphor for like sexy deconstruction (laughs) yeah there you go um and there's a and there's a lot of religious themes that we don't have time to get into and they just basically make fun of it they're like yeah whatever (laughs) like yeah yeah that's kind of their i feel like their attitude toward like religion in the south sure which i think is like it's not unfounded but also it's like it's kind of a tired trope i'll be honest and maybe it's because like you and i are both Christians, um not in like you know. I'm not offended by it. You know, it's not like I'm like they shouldn't do that. You know, like but argh. then they yeah, and then they have like the um
1: another trope is like the the world the world weary um vicar like the Catholic priest mm-hmm. at the end of the series in season four who's like basically carrying out navarro's commands that's like kind of a trope too that they lean right
0: right um yeah i think like um the 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 main way they they portrayed religion in the south was like every like all these people are terrible and either they either they like are religious and ignore the rules that the religious rules are supposed to follow or they use their religion to further their own selfish and evil gains right yep. and there was no really any kind of like depiction of like a good like religious person or like Do, the, i don't remember the his name but the guy that, that who runs the
1: motel who is married to the stripper sam um, was it sam? sam gets sam gets baptized and he goes off by wendy's with, dad and like yeah the whole, by wendy's the whole thing, uh, yeah. Dad's wife or whatever, mm-hmm. and the implication is like this guy's just
0: dumb. Like that's, it, that's <laughs> the, the thing too is like they, they yeah, show that yeah. like like the old like he's like he's the church the church, the church. Stock yeah and, and 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 the church preys on quote unquote unintelligent or like naive people and like you know turn them into their own like lemmings or whatever. And again, I'm not saying any of this doesn't happen, um, but again, I think it is a little um Intellectually dishonest, I guess. Where it's like, okay, like,
1: if you're gonna go there, they like they, they
0: could have they could have done a lot of interesting stuff with like. There's
1: a church on every corner in in towns like that, in right? Missouri right. or Arkansas
0: or oh, there's like or the, in Mississippi or wherever. My, our so. house, where I am at right now, within a within a one block radius, there's four churches, and I, I'm not exaggerating. So like like they're everywhere, and so like and it's like not always a bad thing, and I think like an example of a show that does it that shows this a lot better is midnight mass where it's like even like the creator of the like mike Flannigan, the director like not a christian like he he's described himself as an atheist i believe and he shows this side of religion that is bad but he also shows the side that's good and it, it's like there's so much more nuance to it that i think ozark did not do and i think if if i'm talking about Gripes, things that I did not like about this show, that was one of them. And again, it's not because I'm like triggered or offended or anything. I just think it was a little dishonest and not like accurate or fair. I guess.
1: Yeah, it was a missed opportunity. That's I think that's that's, that's that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, Any final thoughts on Ozark? The series. Um,
0: Speak now or forever hold your peace. (laughs) I wish we could do multiple episodes on this show. I loved this show this is one of the again i guess I have a special relationship to it uh, that i mentioned earlier but also just because good memes associated for you absolutely but i think like it is just such such a good story and art like almost in my opinion perfectly crafted um in so many ways uh to um especially by the end of the show really bring everybody's characters in together and um give a message that even if it feels unsatisfying is still a, like a good and accurate message and something that like makes you think and it makes you want to talk about it and like try to figure out how you feel about it. And, and I think that's what good media is supposed to do. It's supposed to start conversations and, um, and you know, you have community over it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I love it. What about you? Yeah. Nope. That's good. Love it.
1: Um, I think that Ruth Langmore will go down and well, and, and maybe Marty and Wendy, but definitely mm-hmm. Ruth Langmore will go down as one of the greatest television characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, tragic Arc, great character. Um, Julia Garner, like, wait, Julia. Julia Garner, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, great actress, kind of launched her career. She's doing amazing mm-hmm. things right now. Um, She's awesome. She is awesome. But uh, yeah, that's it. Shall we land the seaplane? Let's well, land sea plane in Lake Conway. Cool. Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by Walter. Thanks, Walter. Yeah. Our music was by Corden jocks. Our artwork is by Macy Lummis. Those are little rock artists. Go check them out. Um, our next episode is going to be reservation dog season two. Do you think you'll be caught up by then Walter in like uh, four, four weeks or so? Uh, I think I could maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd like yeah.
0: to be on that episode.
1: I think, I think Yeah. Or you I know that you believe us when we say that you we think you'll like it, but okay, it is yeah. not reservation dogs is great. Um, reservation dogs will be coming out in a couple of weeks, and then after that, we're going to cover. Don't worry, darling, the new film from Olivia Wilde. Wild, wild things are happening around that movie <laughs> that I don't fully understand, but we're definitely going to cover I am, them. I am so I am and Walter, you and I should go
0: see it together. I would um, love to. I'm cautiously, cautiously excited about it. Uh, either because it'll be so bad that I'll enjoy it or because it'll be good and I'll enjoy it. Either way, I think I'm going to enjoy it.
1: Well, it also launched, Pat, like, have you seen the stuff about Shia LaBeouf? Like, he was going to play the... Okay, so he was going to play Harry Styles' role and then Olivia Wilde fired him, but then there was something... Or the producers fired fired him or Florence Pugh didn't want to, like... She was uncomfortable with him or something. But Olivia Wilde took Shia LaBeouf's side, but then Shia LaBeouf has come out and said, like, Crazy stuff about Honey Boy, like that he lied about his dad hitting him when he was a kid, and like I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're such a terrible person. This this is
0: too much to keep up with. And then I know.
1: So anyway, I was like, I didn't even know. Like, how did this become about Shia LaBeouf? Anyway, I digress. Hey,
0: all roads lead back to Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, all roads lead back to Optimus Prime, if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway, uh please remember to rate rate, and subscribe. Thank y'all. And um, we'll see y'all on the lake.